You're listening to The Narrative Mind with me, Ben Britworth. This week, I bring you a short story from the deep. This strange little moral tale deals with obsession and the way it can eat away at you. If you enjoy listening, please subscribe for more. Thank you. Laguna Deep by Benjamin Britworth Midday sun beat down on the beach. Bare flesh was strewn as far as the eye could see. Well-toned lads ogled topless ladies while children ran about screaming. Hidden at the centre of this seaside picture was Milton. He was a stocky child and a difficult one to boot. The pit he dug was a feat of engineering for a six-year-old with a plastic spade, and its cavernous depths were more commonly seen in graveyards than on beaches. Water seeped in, and his feet splashed about as he dug. Each time he slurped up another waterlogged spadeful of sand, he would slug it over his shoulder onto a waiting pile behind. The mountain of sand had become so large as to force several sunbathers into picking up their towels and moving ten or so paces away. A strange sensation had come over him, as a whistle in his ear and a tickle up his spine drew him onward. Dig deeper, Milton. Who knows what you might find? With a gurgle of salt water, he lifted another brownie gloop pie over his shoulder. He would dig deeper, all right. Down and down and down. A lifeguard sauntered over. He flicked up his sunglasses and squatted down on his haunches. Hey, little dude, he said, trying to sound cool but authoritative. I'm going to have to get you to stop digging that hole, okay? It's kind of upsetting the other folks. And frankly, it's dangerous. Imagine if the sides fell in. Milton rhythmically slopped another spadeful over his shoulder. The guard sidestepped the airborne muck and almost fell over in the process. Oi, don't do that. A few bathers turned their heads to look at the commotion. Milton shoveled again. Slurp, slop. Dig deeper, Milton. Dig deeper. The lifeguard raised a finger. I'm warning you. Shovel splat. Right, that's it. The lifeguard reached into the hole and dragged out Milton by the scruff of the neck. Milton cried out and flayed his limbs. Dig deeper. He jammed the tip of his spade into the guard's shins. The guard swore and let go in shock. Milton slipped into the pit with a splash. Little landslides of sand slid down the walls. He righted himself and began to dig with furious intent. The commotion attracted the attention of several sunbathers who peered over at the guard clutching his leg in pain. Another guard ran over and roared, That's it, kid. You're off the beach. He hustled Milton out of the hole, careful to avoid the weaponized spade, and dragged him up the beach. Milton bared his teeth. I gotta dig. You need a time out. Milton filled his lungs and bellowed. Half the beach turned their heads to watch. The scene caused such a commotion that even Milton's parents woke up. Bob drifted bleary-eyed, reaching for his sunglasses, while Jane pelted over. Sweetie, baby, honey, what happened? She simpered before turning on the guards. Honey Bunny can't have done anything wrong. He always behaves, the picture of perfection. Look, lady, one of the guards said, your kid is causing a fuss and we're getting him off the beach. I suggest you join us until he calms down. Got it? 
I'll sue you, she said, blanching. Abuse. Abuse. Yeah, the guard replied. And we'll sue you for the injury your son did to one of my staff. Your kid's off the beach until further notice. She chased after them, railing all the way. It was a good hour before Jane had been sufficiently calmed down by Bob. By this time, the sun was beginning to dip and most other revellers were leaving. On the way to the hotel, Milton dragged his parents' arms. The peculiar hook in his mind reeled him back, wanting him to dig deeper, dig down. Milton squealed and went dead weight. He hung off Jane's arm like an oversized bangle. Come on, sweetie buns, Jane said, dragging him to the hotel. You're hurting mummy. The family had dinner in the hotel restaurant because Jane didn't like the miserable food in town. They ate in awkward silence. Jane and Bob had no reason to speak, while Milton was too preoccupied with returning to the beach. He twiddled his thumbs and pulled at the tablecloth. They finished eating and made their way to their room. Dig deeper. Maybe he needs to see a therapist, Bob suggested in a tired voice. Jane shot her husband a glare. If Milton saw a therapist, it suggested that something was wrong with him, and that certainly wasn't the case. Jane set her son to brush his teeth while Bob lazed on the bed. Two ticks and his eyes were closed. Jane sandwiched her protesting son into bed and lay down beside Bob. She popped a sleeping pill and read for 20 minutes before passing out. Dig deeper, Milton. Milton awoke at a quarter past two. He hopped out of the little bed and sneaked over to grab his spade which was sticking out of his mother's beach bag. Bob stirred, muttering something about stocks. Milton froze. Two spooky minutes passed. Bob started snoring again. Milton wrapped his fingers around the spade and tiptoed to the door. The lock made a loud click and he waited to see if his parents noticed. They didn't. Good. He left. His bare feet padded along the hall carpet. He was still in his elephant print pyjamas. He hurried down to the lobby with his little spade clutched in his hand, past the sleeping night porter, through the revolving door and out into the warm night. Milton breathed deep. Not a person was in sight. The creeping things of dark, which so often frighten hardy adults, didn't faze the boy. His only thought was of his beach pit. Come and find me, Milton. His patience got the better of him and he broke into a run. At the end of the high street, the sound of waves rolled in. A half moon shone in the sky, illuminating his path beyond the street lamps. He skidded down the concrete sea defence and jumped onto the sand. Straining his eyes in the moonlight, he searched for the hole he had been digging. Nothing. Someone must have filled it in. It was so annoying. He would have to start again. Where to break ground? He wandered about, first inland, then out to the shoreline. He can't have been digging here before. He'd been far away from the sea. What was that? He passed over a particularly turned-over patch of sand, and a tickling sensation came over him. He moved back and forth over the spot. The same sensation rang through him. Dig, Milton. Dig here. This was definitely the spot. He stuck the spade into the sand. Shovel, splat, repeat. This time he would do it. This time he would succeed. He went down and down into the ground until he was shoulder deep. Deeper, Milton. Deeper. No one was there to watch. 
No one saw the sand hit the pile. No one heard the spade cut the ground. It was only Milton and the rolling waves. Almost there, Milton. Almost there. A pool of water formed around his knees. The elephants on his pyjamas looked angry in the murky black. Sand trickled down the walls. Something was close at hand. It made him shiver each time he bent down for another shovelful. The ringing got stronger in his ears, and an odd secondary noise began to emit from the water around him. It was a strange gurgling, as if something beneath his feet was breathing. He jabbed his spade into the mush and felt a putty-like substance. You found me, Milton. You found me. The sand shifted and a switch clicked in his mind. He didn't want to dig anymore. He wanted to run. He grabbed at the sandy walls, only to find that he was in too deep. The silted ground shifted, sucking him down. You're mine now. Tasty, tasty, all for me. Milton shrieked, but the houses were too far away. More sand fell. Great chunks tumbled. The wriggling, jiggling thing beneath him fought for its dinner. Milton was so frantic that he didn't see where he put his hands. With one momentous tug, the wall collapsed and the whole pit came down around him. He was trapped with only his head sticking out of the sand. The great beast squirmed beneath him. He kicked his little legs, trying to swim upwards and away, but he was stuck. Knife-like teeth raked his feet. He buffeted them away. It's too late. Far too late. He cried out, wishing for the nightmare to be over. He wished that he'd never started digging in the first place. He'd been so stupid. Crunch, Milton screamed. Crunch, his eyes rolled back in his head. Crunch. If anyone had been watching, they would have seen his head sucked into the ground, vanishing in a puff of sand. All of a sudden, almost miraculously, with a baying yelp, he reappeared. Fist over tightly clenched fist, he crawled out of the hole. Milton had escaped. He was free from Laguna's deep, dark secret. He lay on the sand, panting. With a wobble, he stood up and hurried back to the hotel. He entered the lobby and sat down on one of the armchairs. A thorny calm kept his eyes wide and staring. Sand covered him, and something gloopy and pink smothered his feet. It was early morning when his mother ran downstairs and bundled him up in her arms. Honey bunny, schmoopsy-poo, are you all right? After a long rant at the manager, she carried Milton back up to the room. Milton was silent the entire time. He just stared. Such a good little boy. A picture of perfectness. Jane put Milton into the bath and turned the taps on full. Cuddly bear, I'm just going to tell Daddy you're safe, okay? Milton smiled, and a voice filled Jane's mind. I love you, Mummy, more than you can know. Forever and ever and ever. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe for future episodes and updates.